Hey, brother. How are you doing? Fine, thank you. Hi, sister. How are you doing? Good, good. Thank you. No problem. Thanks for having me on again. So let's just um, say to everybody that's listening to us, what are we touching? What are we touching on today as topics? Okay, yep, we're going to be touching on uh, medical astrology. Obviously, that ranges from a lot of from um, planetary herbs to cell sorts to uh, meditation to yoga, uh, crystals. There's loads of different things we're going to touch up on. So. Yeah, basically, and also I'm going to just touch up on a few other little uh, bullet points I've made. All right, well, that's a lot of uh, interesting topics for today. Um, before before we start, I just want to just wanna say something about my last crystal that I was telling you about. I did some research about it. I bought yep. this crystal in, um, in Spain, and I didn't really know what was the pers- purpose of it. So it's called the Rose Desert Crystal. And it's uh it's kind of like a selenite crystal, but but it has this um kind of desert looking color like brownish color and it's really interesting because it really it's a uh, it's a crystal of the wind element and it's made of wind, water and sand which wow. is crystalline so it's really interesting and it's it's it, the shape of a rose so i don't know how this forms but it's beautiful and basically the purpose of this um of this crystal is to connect you with uh, your angelic beings so it, i never knew that but it's so interesting because i've always wanted to connect to my to my angels and this is the the perfect crystal for it it's also for power and success and it's connected to the third eye and also to the crown chakra. So you can meditate and put it on your third eye or you can just, you know, put it on a crown chakra or sleep with it. And basically it's it's uh, kind of like a mediator between you and the angelic realm. Wow. Sounds interesting. Actually, I was doing some research on um, crystals myself and which crystals are actually... Um, beneficial for certain signs and obviously Mm -hmm. um, knowing that you're a leo i I checked up a few different ones and uh, uh, the one the crystals uh, that are good for leos Mm -hmm. are blue blue tiger's eye and that's good for insight then you have onyx which is good for grounding and then mahogany obsidian which is also for grounding Uh, ruby brings the best out of a leo which it brings out their exuberance also, um, Peter site helps uh, find their place in the bigger picture, and you have also other stuff like um, garnet, which gives energy, and amber, which is for cleansing, and also amber is like an orange color, which uh, corresponds with Leo, as Leo is ruled by the sun as well. So, I've been looking into like how um, basically different star signs have different positive and negative um what's the word attributes so Mm -hmm. these these particular um crystals are suitable for for leo's attributes i also looked up stuff for like taurus and gemini and scorpio as well so like the, Mm. the, the scorpio like for myself it would be like smoky quartz 
uh, Aquamarine, Rose Quartz, uh, Malachite, uh, Fataurus, you've got uh, Copper, Jade, Black Onyx, uh, Aquarius, there's Aquamarine, um, Amethyst, uh, Gemini, you've got um, Agati and uh, Aquamarine also. And yeah, these, these crystals have uh, specific benefits which suit certain signs. So are you saying that if you put like a different different crystal it's not going to influence you positive or you mean that it's not going to be as strong as it cuz you know I have um I have like a yellow and um and uh, orange citrine which is uh, supposedly really good for citrine especially the yellow citrine is good for leos because it's it's you know the sun the yep. citrine is all about like the sun but yep. for example, for example, tourmaline. It, I know it's for grounding, but what do you mean that if if um, it's not good for Leo, I should not use it? Or no, no, no. It doesn't mean that. It just means that basically there's specific specific crystals that are suitable for people of a specific mm. uh, star sign or a sun sign because it helps mm-hmm. with their. Um, the particular attributes that that sign has. So, for argument's sake, yeah. um, uh, according to the research I've done, like uh, Scorpios um, are known for, like it says that they're prone to depression. So, smoky quartz helps them uh, protect themselves from like the negative energies that a Scorpio would have because obviously Scorpio rules the lower chakras. Yes. So right. this this particular crystal will help balance out that chakra. That's all it means basically. It's not that you can use any one, but it was just saying that there's particular crystals that will help particular star signs better basically. That's all I was Yeah, trying. so it's like a better better fit. Yeah, basically. Do you know anything about um oh I forgot what was the Moldavite. If you had any recent Moldavite, yeah. No, to be honest, uh, crystals is not my strongest point. It's something I've really been looking into more recently. I mm-hmm. think you're probably more more um have a more vast knowledge of crystals. Uh yeah. Well Moldavite is supposedly uh connected to like transformation, like rapid spiritual evolution. It's a chakra activation, cleansing, protection, and it's uh connected to the ascension of the heart. Yeah. So it's the element of the storm, but it uh, connects to basically mostly all the chakras from like heart up, like third eye crown and heart chakra. Yeah. Uh, it is, it is due to my research and the books that I've read about, the Moldavite is the stone that initiates like a really high awareness. And yeah. it, uh, com- it's coming from another planet. So it basically gives you a lot of power when you have it and it's a really, really high vibration. It's one of the most highest vibration of crystals. Yeah. It's really hard to find nowadays because uh, there's a lot of duplicates like um, 
uh, uh, you know, fake ones. That yep. they have yeah, yeah, replicas. Yeah, so it's not. It's really, really hard to find. It's connected also the the ancients called uh, it called it like the emerald, and yep. also the stone of the fallen from the sky or the holy grail even. So it's it's a really ancient ancient um, stone. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, this is all um, new knowledge for me. I have been researching crystals. I've I've bought some as well. I've done a few like um, like meditations with music and stuff. And like mm-hmm. I've just basically the way I did it originally was I just got all the all the seven colors of the chakras, and I just play play place them along my body, and just put yeah. like music on, and I've meditated that way. But it's an area which I want to learn more about and get more into. Yeah, but there are a lot of crystals that they are, they do give you different sensations. For example, when I hold my selenite wand, like uh, and grab it hard with my two hands, it gives me like a really warm sensation. Even my hands start sweating, like I can feel the heat from the, from the stone. But for example, the Moldavite's energy, it's, 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 um, really really uh it can actually make you even dizzy like the energies can cause pulsation in in the hands tingling in the third eye chakra and in the heart chakra and really um make you dizzy i have a friend of mine in america he bought one a real one and he was wearing it as a necklace and told me that he was feeling dizzy all the time and he had to remove it because he couldn't he couldn't um you know bear the energies for a long time so yeah yeah, I noticed that with black obsidian, the one I have, um, I did it um, in like the in like bathing one day, and obviously yeah. probably because it reacts to the water as well. I noticed that that one got very hot. Yeah. Out of all of them. Wow. So, yeah. So I've I've had that uh, experience with crystals as well before, whereas they diff- they obviously different ones react to different temperatures and energies. So. True. True. I hope you didn't make the mistake like me. I put like my selenite wand in the water and in ru- <laughs> and I ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> no, none of mine got ruined, but yeah, um, yeah, I noticed that effect of like it was more. It was a bit of a burning effect. Well, at least you didn't ruin it. I had to bury it and put it back into earth, so at least can give some nice vibration to the earth. Yeah, it was falling apart. So, uh, how about you speak more about enlighten me more about the astrology, the medicine in astrology? Yeah. Well, um, basically, um, if people are not aware, basically we have twelve cell sorts. Uh, well, there are twelve natural cell sorts. Uh, one cell sort for each zodiac sign. So obviously, yeah. we're in our mother's womb for nine months. So. We only get nine of those cell sorts and minerals, so we're deficient of three of those sorts. And um, as we know, the zodiac is within the body. So starting from the top, we have Aries, and then to the bottom of the feet, we've got Pisces. And what um, what the main understanding is, is the three signs you're deficient of, the three sorts relating to the three signs you're de- deficient of, are where you would have maybe uh, some kind of not maybe a medical problem or maybe a physical problem in your body 
Like, for example, um, like my mother is an Aquarius. And so after Aquarius would be... So what you do is you count the sign you're born in and the two after. So the sort she would be deficient in would be uh, the Aquarius salt, which is sodium chloride, mm-hmm. the Pisces salt, which is ferrous phosphate, and the Aries salt, which is potassium phosphate. Mm-hmm. So basically, what we can do is once we know uh, once we know which sorts we're deficient of, we can order these sorts. They're like little, um, not tablets, but like they're all like really small tablets, and you can have them like three times a day, and that balances out your body. But there's yeah. all, but there's yeah. also particular foods that have these sorts in them, so you can um, replenish their minerals by eating certain foods so in your case you're a leo so the three sorts that you would be deficient of is magnesium phosphate Mm -hmm. potassium sulfate and calcium sulfate so for magnesium phosphate um what that salt and mineral is good for is that it helps uh healthy nerve tissues and assisting nerve transformation and the foods that are good for that are cauliflower cabbage asparagus almonds lemons limes oranges uh, grapefruit figs and cherries so oh, so i understand <laughs> i understand that because magnesium i just sprayed my whole body before i took a shower with the magnesium oil because i know yeah. i'm I'm getting deficient, and when I get, like, really tired, I know I'm deficient in magnesium. So I um, do use the cell salts, and this this is uh, what uh, brings me to the thought. You know how after Leo, there is Virgo and then Libra? Yeah. And I just took it from the kidney stones a while ago, which is Libra. Yep. Wow. And I just found out, I just found my cell salt for the Libra. Like, I mean, right before we started the talk and I took some of it and I'm like, wow, I haven't been taking this salt for like, like years, you know, oh, I, wow. I've had it somewhere, but I didn't, couldn't find it. So, yeah. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, for Libra is sodium phosphate and the foods for that are, um, brown rice, tomato, uh, citrus fruit, lentils, vegetables, asparagus, and parsley are the uh, foods that produce, that have that salt in it. Mm-hmm. So basically, so you need more parsley. Yeah. So basically, you, once you know, obviously you know your sign, and then you, you check the two signs after, and then that's what stuff you'll be deficient in, basically. But also, um, separate from this, there are also like... Um, foods that each sign should avoid as mm-hmm. well so in your case it would be like for a leo uh you would have to um uh, have garlic ginger cinnamon cayenne pepper dark berries cherries pomegranate leafy greens and root vegetables are the um other foods that are good for you like in my case uh with scorpio uh the things that i have to avoid are alcohol coffee too much bananas which unfortunately i love uh avocado pineapple and chocolate 
But the foods I need are beans, leafy greens, lysine foods, and lemon tea. So what each side that I need to avoid because I I didn't hear like I heard like uh, so many of them. So yeah, what, what do, you, do you know what? I actually, out of all the ones, I actually forgot to put Leo's one. But I can find that out for you. Oh, really? So all yeah. the things that you said I should eat, right? Because you said, yeah, like, leafy yeah. greens, like berries. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is all my favorite food, like garlic, yeah. ginger. I love all of those things. Because <laughs> obviously Leo rules the heart. And um, them kind of spicy, uh, bitter kind of things, they're all good for the heart. Because I don't know if you're aware, but I, I found out a stat, actually, that in India, they have the lowest rate of um, heart disease because they eat a lot of spicy foods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like the the cayenne pepper is like the fuel for like the heart, and you know, exactly. it's uh, like turmeric, for example, is so good. Yeah, and also um, they relate to like the chakras as well. So like the color of the food. Mm-hmm is good for the chakra because obviously like turmeric's good for your stomach mm-hmm. so like that's like a orangey color isn't it so that's like your um solar plexus and uh, mm-hmm. uh not solar plexus uh should i say the sacral and solar plexus yeah both of them also the same goes for clothes when you put like clothes on you which are just like different colors they relate to different chakras exactly yeah, this also works with like um I don't know if you know much about planetary herbs. Um, I don't have that much of a research. I know yeah, I know well, you guys sent me that book. I don't know where I put it, so if you can resend it to me, you know, yeah. you and Cosmic were talking about and this is like an amazing book with all the herbs that they're connected to different planets, but I lost it somewhere. So like for argument's sake, if you're feeling down. Yeah. And you want to kind of revitalize yourself, you would take a plant that is in relation to the sun. So a plant that's in relation to the sun is St. John's wort, basically. And what it is, is um, it's a yellow plant, obviously, and it grows in the plant uh, relates to the planet or the celestial star, basically. Also, where it grows is... um, important so for example St John's Walk grows in an open field where it can gain the sun that's why it's uh, related to the sun whereas if you've got something like Mugwort and Artemisia that's related to the moon so it's grown in more like uh, less lighter places it's mm-hmm. grown in more damper places and it and also it gives you different effects so like for argument's sake St John's Walk which is related to the sun will give you like that boost up when you're how can I say when you're not feeling motivated you have that sun energy to give you that boost and for argument's sake uh mugs malt, which is related to the moon that corresponds with like lucid dreaming and like your emotions and going to um like the astral realm and tapping into that realm and obviously there's a plant called devil's club and that's all that has like red berries and it's like related to Mars and also it has like a lot of sharp prickly things. So and Mars is about war and um passion. So each plant's structure and colour and where it's grown relates to what planet 
it's associated with. Mm-hmm. So, wow. yeah, yeah, and like you've got Venus, which you'd like wild rose, and wild the plant wild rose is associated with Venus, and they uh, use this to like relax your tissues because obviously Venus is a very like sensual and like mm-hmm. a planet about love, so. The plant has the attributes of the planet as well, and that attribute is what heals you. Wow, this gives you so much more insight when you look at a plant. Yeah, definitely. A purple plant, so it's got to be, you know, it's definitely not the sun. It's Yeah, exactly. What about Uranus, Uranus, the higher octaves of the planets? Are there... Uh, plans for them i haven't looked at uranus i've just like checked like the main mm, the main seven planets yep but um yeah i mean it's very very interesting and it makes a lot of sense if you have like a basic knowledge of astrology you will you will pick this up easily do you get what i mean but for someone who has got no knowledge of astrology they will just think oh my god what we're we talking about yeah, it would seem really complicated. What about lavender? Lavender is kind of like purpley blue. Yeah. So is it connected to the throat chakra or? Yeah, I guess it would be connect- connected to like the the higher chakras, the third eye and mm-hmm. the crown chakra. Yeah, because it's soothing and it's like also relaxing, and yeah. it's really good for the nerve system because it relaxes. Yeah. I know I've read about rosemary is very good for increasing uh, memory. Mm. Apparently, if you smell rosemary, it increases your memory by 75%. I haven't tried this. It's just. I'll try it. I have some rosemary essential oils here in stock. So I might give it a try. Yeah. I think back with that. Yeah, there's a couple of. Is there anything you wanted to talk about? There's a few other uh, like notes I've made, but unless no, you... no, you go, go for it. No, yeah, I, I was um, I came across um, a Venezuelan astrologer called Manuel Rafino, and uh, he was talking about how uh, birth charts and planets that are in particular birth charts. And another thing that I found really interesting was he said, um. If a planet's in a particular sign, like attached to a particular uh, specific quadruplicity, like for example, I have Moon in Taurus. Yeah. So Taurus is a fixed sign, mm-hmm. so that means that the Moon will, because it's in a fixed sign, that I will always have that p- problem throughout my life. But if it's in a cardinal sign, it means you might get that problem, but it will go away. So. Mm-hmm. The planet, depending on which modality is in, will also affect certain health uh, problems within your body. Mm. So I guess it's good to have planets not in fixed signs. If that makes sense, because then you won't have a fixed problem. In the fixed in a fixed sign, because yeah. you know we both have the moons in Taurus. So what is that yeah. supposed to mean? Uh. Well, Moon's about emotion, and obviously Taurus rules like the um, like the mouth and throat area. So that could mean like maybe emotional eating, or bad throat, or um, it could, it's, it's something to do with that area, basically. 
Um, like, so with I, me, I have. Sorry to cut you off, sister. Um, I have. Um, like sometimes I've always got like, a dry throat. Mm-hmm. And I checked my uh, birth chart, and I have Saturn opposing um, Taurus, and Saturn's a cold and dry planet. So what you would mm-hmm. do, it means you would have to have plenty of liquids and uh, like hot teas to get rid of that dryness. Wow. Never seen it that way, but I do know that since I was little, I always had problems with my throat like always yeah if there flu or if there was something i'll get like constant sore throat or you know my tonsils are gonna get infected and that's why i had them even removed because yeah. i'll get like every flu or anything happening in the throat i'll get it so this is really recalling now as i as yeah. i remember my childhood yeah see that's what i love about astrology i have them same flashbacks Mm-hmm. Oh, now I know why I'm like this, or why this was like that, or do you get what I mean? So it, it kind of, like you said, it brings it back um, to you. But just just to touch up on one last thing as well, and then I'll pass it on to you because I know you do uh, yoga and practice yoga. Um, I was also looking about how um, there are different positions and poses in yoga for different star, uh, star signs. And um, I didn't know this, and it was, I found that really interesting, basically. Yeah, I didn't so, know that. Yeah, so, like, for Leo, the, Leo, the, 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 um, the pose for Leo is called, um, I think it's in, like, Vedic, it's called uh, Majarai Asna. And basically, I'll read you the notes of what it says. Okay. Okay. Um, So, yeah, it's... Bear with me for a minute. Just... Okay, it says, The feline-inspired postures reflects the spirit of your animal totem, the lion, while also gently opening up your middle back, creating more space in the Leo-ruled heart. How How to do the posture. Place your hands and knees in a tabletop position. Your neck should be in a neutral position with your eyes gazing towards the floor. Exhale and round your back towards the ceiling. Release your head between your arms so the crown of your head points towards the floor. Hold for several sections. Inhale, move your spine back to the tabletop position. Stay in there for several seconds and repeat in a sequence of 10 times. So different signs have different postures which... Uh, balance their energy better wow i should definitely try this one because i never i've never sold yoga like this because i as you know i have this little book of yoga with all those uh you know different posture like a bow pose or you know chair or you know the cat pose and like every different pose but i've never sold them as uh you know connection to the the sign. Yeah, likewise as well. I was really shocked. I was like, "Oh wow, that's really interesting," because I've never, I've never seen that as well until I um, was doing uh, some research. This is again from that Venezuelan astrologer. He's called Manuel Rufino. He's actually really cool. He, he's brought up a lot of stuff that I haven't heard other astrologers bring up, and I, I found it really, really interesting. Wow. 
So I would like to I would like to know more about that. Yeah, I can send you the link. I'll send you the link to have a read. So is there anything you wanna talk about more? Okay, um other other um things that I um came across was about how um the fourth and tenth house uh, are your genetic influences. I don't know if you was aware of this. No, I wasn't. Yeah, apparently, um, according to Manuel Rufino, the fourth and tenth house uh, are your mother's and father's genetic influences uh, in your body. The what? The fourth and the tenth? Yeah. Okay, you got me on this one, so... Yeah, but that that's basically yeah. That's just it. It's just something I came across. I haven't looked into it more deeply. But these are just like odd notes that I've made, um, separate from the main things that I was talking about. Mhm. Yeah, I was just wondering if you're aware of that. No, I wasn't aware. I wasn't aware of that. But well, I knew that the four house rules like home. Yeah. But I didn't know that it's connected. Is it connected to the mother? Um, and... It just said, I can't remember specifically, but I remember him saying fourth and tenth house are your genetic influences. Mm. It must be because the tenth house is all, all about, uh, all about um, you know, career and growth. Yeah. So it must be driven more, probably more by the, you know, the male energy. Yeah. Yep, and yep, and obviously the um, fourth house would be your mother. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, also like other stuff I've looked into in terms of medical astrology. Um, I don't know if you've uh, seen the work of uh, Santos Bonacci. He does a thing called The Christ Within. And mm -hmm. he explains about how um, we produce a... Like, Cerebro uh, spinal fluid, which drips from our pineal gland, and it goes down towards our sacral area. And when the when the moon is in your sun sign, mm -hmm. every, every month it plants like a germ. And obviously, if you don't uh, squander that germ through like ejaculation, and like you practice tantric sex and you eat healthy more healthier that seed kind of uh, goes back up towards your uh, pineal gland and uh, once it hits your pineal gland it it activates your pineal gland and this is where you like um have more spiritual experiences because what it does it, it kind of um it once it hits the pineal gland it magnifies and it uh, produces new blood cells and also it activates the dormant uh, cells within your body. So when the moon is in your sun sign, you need to be more. Mm... Yeah, you need to be more disciplined, and so you can basically because you raise this oil because the oil comes down, and mm -hmm. then you have to basically raise the oil back up to get um, to get the effects of it. Basically, so if we squander the oil all the time then this is why many people can't tap into spiritual or more 
uh, astral stuff because we practice sex and we eat meat and obviously so the body's not running properly. And this basically all corresponds with um, how the sun uh, how the sun works because basically it's like when the sun when when uh, the seed goes to your sacral chakra and plants the, the uh, seed it's like it's at the Tropic of Capricorn but when it comes back up it's like it's at the Tropic of Cancer basically so it's like the cycle of the sun and when it gets to your third eye it stays there for three days and then explodes. And this is also symbology of the whole Jesus and the sun resurrecting. So mm. also, you know, we say as above, so below. It's as without, so within as well. This is a very interesting science. I, I, um, I suggest people watch it. It's called The Christ Within by Santos Bonacci. Wow. So basically, we need to be more aware when the moon is in our sun and be more yeah. set yeah. so we can read the auras and get into the higher planes. Yeah. Another thing I was, I was um, um, reading today was about the, you know, how all the, you know, the Fibonacci and all those. Uh, yeah, uh, golden ratio Fibonacci. And the diagrams of, you know, uh, there are different vibrations, yeah. right? So, Hey, brother, how are you doing? Fine, thank you. Hi, sister, how are you doing? Good, good, thank you. No problem, thanks for having me on again. So let's just um, say to everybody that's listening to us, what are we touching? What are we touching on today as topics? Okay, yep, yeah, we're going to be touching on uh, medical astrology. Obviously, that ranges from a lot of from um, planetary herbs to cell sorts to uh, meditation to yoga, uh, crystals. There's loads of different things we're going to touch up on. So. Yeah, basically, and also I'm going to just touch up on a few other little uh, bullet points I've made. All right, well, that's a lot of uh, interesting topics for today. Um, before before we start, I just want to just wanna say something about my last crystal that I was telling you about. I did some research about it. I bought yep. this crystal in, um, in Spain, and I didn't really know what was the pers- purpose of it. So it's called the Rose Desert Crystal. And it's uh it's kind of like a selenite crystal, but but it has this um kind of desert looking color, like brownish color, and it's really interesting because it it's um it's a crystal of the wind element and it's made of wind, water and sand which wow. is crystalline. So it's really interesting. And it's it's it, the shape of a rose. So I don't know how this forms, but it's beautiful. And basically the purpose of this um, of this crystal is to connect you with uh, your angelic beings. So it, I never knew that, but it's so interesting because I've always wanted to connect to my to my angels. And this is the, the perfect crystal for it. It's also for power and success. 
and it's connected to the third eye and also to the crown chakra. So you can meditate and put it on your third eye or you can just, you know, put it on a crown chakra or sleep with it. And basically it's it's uh, kind of like a mediator between you and the angelic realm. Wow. Sounds interesting. Actually, I was doing some research on um, crystals myself and which crystals are actually um, beneficial for certain signs. And obviously... Mm-hmm. Um, knowing that you're a Leo, I, I checked up a few different ones, and uh, uh, the one, the crystals uh, that are good for Leos mm-hmm. are blue, blue tiger's eye, and that's good for insight. Then you have onyx, which is good for grounding, and then mahogany obsidian, which is also for grounding. Uh, ruby brings the yeah. best out of a Leo, which it brings out their exuberance. Also, um, Peter's site helps uh, find their place in the bigger picture. And you have also other stuff like um, Garnet, which gives energy, and Amber, which is for cleansing. And also Amber is like an orange colour, which uh, corresponds with Leo, as Leo is ruled by the sun as well. So I've been looking into like how um, basically different star signs have different positive and negative um what's the word attributes so mm-hmm. these these particular um crystals are suitable for for leo's attributes i also looked up stuff for like taurus and gemini and scorpio as well so like the, mm. the, the scorpio like for myself it would be like smoky quartz uh, aquamarine rose quartz uh, malachite uh, for Taurus, you got uh, copper, jade, black onyx, uh, Aquarius. There's aquamarine, um, amethyst, uh, Gemini. You got um, agati and uh, aquamarine also. And yeah, these these crystals have uh, specific benefits which suit certain signs. So, are you saying that if you put like a different different crystal it's not going to influence you positive or you mean that it's not going to be as strong as it because you know i have um i have like a yellow and um and uh, orange citrine which is uh, supposedly really good for citrine especially the yellow citrine is good for leos because it's it's you know the sun the yep. citrine is all about like the sun but yep. for example for example tourmaline I know it's for grounding, but what do you mean that if if um, it's not good for Leo, I should not use it? Or no, 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 it doesn't mean that. It just means that basically there's specific specific crystals that are suitable for people with a specific uh, star sign or a sun sign because it helps mm-hmm. with their um, the particular attributes that that sign has. So, for argument's sake, um, uh, according to the research I've done, like, uh, Scorpios um, are known for, like, it says that they're prone to depression. So, smoky quartz helps them uh, protect themselves from, like, the negative energies that a Scorpio would have. Because, obviously, Scorpio rules the lower chakras. Yes. So right. this this particular crystal will help balance out that chakra. 
that's all it means basically. It's not that you can use any one, but it was just saying that there's particular crystals that will help particular star signs better, basically. That's all I was. Yeah, trying. so it's like a better, better fit. Yeah, basically. Do you know anything about? Um, oh, I forgot what was the moldavite. If you had any moldavite, yeah. No, to be honest, uh, crystals is not my strongest point. It's something I've really been looking into more recently. Mm -hmm. I think you're probably more more um, have a more vast knowledge of crystals. Uh, yeah. Well, Moldavite is supposedly uh, connected to, like, transformation, like, rapid spiritual evolution. It's a chakra activation, cleansing, protection, and it's uh, connected to the ascension of the heart. Yeah. So it's the element of the storm, but it connects to basically mostly all the chakras from, like, heart up, like, third eye crown and heart chakra. Yeah. Uh, it is, it is due to my research and the books that I've read about, the Moldavite is the stone that initiates like a really high awareness and yep. it, uh, com it's coming from another planet. So it basically gives you a lot of power when you have it and it's a really, really high vibration. It's one of the most highest vibration of crystals. Yeah. And really hard to find nowadays because uh, there's a lot of duplicates like um, a, a, you know fake ones yeah, that have been yeah replicas yeah so it's not it's really really hard to find it's connected also the the ancients called uh, it's called it like the emerald and yeah. also the stone of the fallen from the sky or the holy grail even so it's it's a really ancient, ancient um, stone. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, this is all um, new knowledge for me. I have been researching crystals. I've I've bought some as well. I've done a few like um, like meditations with music and stuff. And like mm -hmm. I've just basically the way I did it originally was I just got all the all the seven colors of the chakras, and I just play play place them along my body. And just put yeah. light music on, and I've meditated that way. But it's an area which I want to learn more about and get more into. Yeah, but there are a lot of crystals that they are. They do give you different sensations. For example, when I hold my selenite wand, like uh, and grab it hard with my two hands, it gives me like a really warm sensation. Even my hands start sweating like i can feel the heat from this from the stone but for example the moldavite's energy it's 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 um really really uh it can actually make you even dizzy wow. like the energies can cause pulsation in in the hands tingling in the third eye chakra and in the heart chakra and really um make you dizzy i have a friend of mine in america he bought one a real one and he was wearing it as a necklace and told me that he was feeling dizzy all the time and he had to remove it because he couldn't he couldn't um you know bear the energies for a long time so wow yeah, yeah i noticed that with black obsidian the one i have um i did it um in like the in like bathing one day 
And obviously, yeah. probably because it reacts to the water as well, I noticed that that one got very hot. Yeah. Out of all of them. Wow. So, yeah. So I've I've had that uh, experience with crystals as well before. Whereas they they obviously different ones react to different temperatures and energies. So. True. True. I hope you didn't make the mistake like me. I put like my selenite wand in the water and in ru- <laughs> and I ruined it. <laughs> One of- <laughs> No, none of mine got ruined, but yeah, um, yeah, I noticed that effect of like it was more, it was a bit of a burning effect. Well, at least you didn't ruin it. I had to bury it and put it back into earth, so at least it can give some nice vibration to the earth. Yeah, you know, if it was falling apart. So, how about you speak more about enlighten me more about the astrology, the medicine in astrology? Yeah. Well, um, basically, um. If people are not aware, basically we have 12 cell sorts. Uh, well, there are 12 natural cell sorts, uh, one cell sort for each zodiac sign. So obviously yeah. we're in our mother's womb for nine months. So we only get nine of those cell sorts and minerals. So we're deficient of three of those sorts. And mm-hmm. um, as we know, the zodiac is within the body. So starting from the top, we have Aries. And then to the bottom of the feet, we've got Pisces. And what um, what the main understanding is, is the three signs you're deficient of, the three sorts relating to the three signs you're de- deficient of, are where you would have maybe uh, some kind of, not sp- maybe a medical problem or maybe a physical problem in your body. Like, for example, um, like my mother is an Aquarius. And so after Aquarius would be, so what you do is you count the sign you're born in and the two after. So the sort she would be deficient in would be uh, the Aquarius salt, which is sodium chloride, mm-hmm. the Pisces salt, which is ferrous phosphate, and the Aries salt, which is potassium phosphate. Mm-hmm. So basically, what we can do is once we know, uh, once we know which salts we're deficient of, we can order these sorts. They're like little, um, not tablets, but like they're all like really small tablets, and you can have them like three times a day, and that balances out your body. But there's, yeah. all, but there's yeah. also particular foods that have these sorts in them, so you can um, replenish their minerals by eating certain foods. So in your case, you're a Leo, so. Yeah. Three sorts that you would be deficient of is magnesium phosphate, mm-hmm. pot- potassium sulfate, and calcium sulfate. So for magnesium phosphate, um, what that salt and mineral is good for is that it helps uh, healthy nerve tissues and assist in nerve transformation. And the foods that are good for that are cauliflower, cabbage, asparagus, almonds, lemons, limes, oranges. Uh, grapefruit, figs, and cherries. So, oh, I love figs. so I understand. <laughs> I understand that because magnesium. I just sprayed my whole body before I took a shower with the magnesium oil because I know yeah. I'm I'm getting deficient, and when I get like really tired, I know I'm deficient in magnesium. So I um, do use the cell salts, and this this is uh, what uh, brings me to the thought. You know how after Leo, there is Virgo and then Libra. And I just took from the kidney stones a while ago, which is Libra. Yep. 
And I just found out, I just found myself so for the Libra, like, I mean, right before we started the talk and I took some of it and I'm like, wow, I haven't been taking this soul for like, like years, you know, I've had it somewhere, but I didn't, couldn't find it. So, yeah. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, for Libra, sodium phosphate and the foods for that are, um, brown rice, tomato, uh, citrus fruit, lentils, vegetables, asparagus, and parsley are the uh, foods that produce that have that salt in it. Mm-hmm. Basically, so you need more parsley. Yeah. So basically, you, once you know, obviously you know your sign, and then you you check the two signs after, and then that's what stuff you'll be deficient in, basically. But also. Um, Separate from this, there are also like um, foods that each sign should avoid as mm-hmm. well. So, in your case, it would be like for a Leo, uh, you would have to um, uh, have garlic, ginger, cinnamon, cayenne, pepper dark berries, cherries, pomegranate, leafy greens, and root vegetables are the um, other foods that are good for you. Like, in my case, uh, with Scorpio, uh, the things that I have to avoid are alcohol, coffee, too much bananas, which unfortunately I love, (laughs) uh, avocado, pineapple, and chocolate. But the foods I need are beans, leafy greens, lysine foods, and lemon tea. So what each side that I need to avoid because I I didn't hear like I heard like uh, so many of them. So yeah, do you know what? I actually, out of all the ones, I actually forgot to put Leo's one, but I can find that out for you. Oh really? So all yeah. the things that you said I should eat, right? Because you said yeah, like leafy yeah. greens. Like berries, and I'm like, oh my god, this is all my favorite food. Like garlic, yeah. ginger, I love all of those things. Because <laughs> obviously Leo rules the heart, and um, them kind of spicy, uh, bitter kind of things, they're all good for the heart. Because I don't know if you're aware, but I, I found out a stat actually that uh, in India they have the lowest rate of um, heart disease because they eat a lot of spicy foods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like the the cayenne pepper is like the fuel for like the heart and you know exactly. this, this uh, like turmeric for example so good. Yeah, and also um, they relate to like the chakras as well. So like the color of the food mm-hmm. is good for the chakras because obviously like turmeric is good for your stomach. Mm-hmm. So like that's like a orangey color, isn't it? So that's like your. Um, solar plexus and uh, mm-hmm. uh not solar plexus uh should i say the sacral and solar plexus yeah both of them also the same goes for clothes when you put like clothes on you which are just like different colors they relate to different chakras exactly yeah this also works with like um i don't know if you know much about planetary herbs um, I don't have that much of a research. I know, yeah, I know well, you guys sent me that book. I don't know where I put it. So if you can resend it to me, you know, yeah. you know like we're talking about, and this is like an amazing book with all the herbs that they're connected to different planets, but I lost it somewhere. 
So, like, for argument's sake, if you're feeling down... Yeah. ...and you want to kind of revitalise yourself, you would take a plant that is in relation to the sun. So, a plant that's in relation to the sun is St John's Wort, basically. And what it is, is um, it's a yellow plant, obviously, and it grows in... The plant uh, relates to the planet or the celestial star, basically. Also... Where it grows is um, important. So, for example, St. John's Wort grows in an open field where it can gain the sun. That's why it's uh, related to the sun. Whereas if you've got something like Mugwort and Artemisia, that's related to the moon. So it's grown in more like uh, less lighter places. It's mm-hmm. grown in more damper places. And, it, and also it gives you different effects. So, like, for argument's sake, St. John's Wort, which is related to the sun, will give you, like, that boost up when you're, how can I say, when you're not feeling motivated, you have that sun energy to give you that boost. And for argument's sake, uh, Mug's Wort, which is related to the moon, that corresponds with, like, lucid dreaming and, like, your emotions and going to, um, like, the astral realm and tapping into that realm. And obviously, there's a plant called Devil's Club, and that's all that has like red berries, and it's like related to Mars, and also it has like a lot of sharp prickly things. So, and Mars is about war and um, passion. So, each plant's structure and color and where it's grown relates to what planet it's associated with. Mm-hmm. So, wow. yeah, and, yeah, and like you've got Venus which you'd like wild rose and uh, wild the plant wild rose is associated with venus and they uh, use this to like relax your tissues because obviously venus is a very like sensual and like a planet about love so the the plant has the attributes of the planet as well and that attribute is what heals you Wow, this gives you so much more insight when you look at a plant. Yeah, definitely. It's a purple plant, so it's got to be, you know, it's definitely not the sun. It's Yeah, it's exactly. Be... So what yeah, about so that... Uranus, Uranus, the higher octaves of the planets? Are there specific uh, plans for them? I, I haven't looked at Uranus. I've just like, checked, like, the main... Mm, the main in planets, yep. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's very, very interesting and it makes a lot of sense. If you have, like, a basic knowledge of astrology, you will will pick this up easily. Do you get what I mean? But for someone who has got no knowledge of astrology, they will just think, oh, my God, what are we talking about? Yeah, it will seem really complicated. What about lavender? Lavender is kind of like purpley blue yeah. so is it connected to the throat chakra or yeah, i guess it would be collect- connected to like the the higher chakras the third eye and mm-hmm. the brown chakra yeah because it's soothing and it's like also relaxing and yeah. it's really good for the nerve system because it relaxes yeah. the nerves i know i've read about rosemary is very good for increasing uh, memory Mm. Apparently, if you smell rosemary, it increases your memory by 75%. I haven't tried this, 
it's just i'll try it i have some rosemary essential oils here in stock so i might give it a try yeah i think back with that yeah there's a couple of is there anything you wanted to talk about there's a few other uh, like notes i've made but unless no you... no you go, go for it no yeah, I, I was um i came across um a venezuelan astrologer called manuel rafino and uh he was talking about how uh birth charts and planets that are in particular birth charts and another thing that i found really interesting was he said um if a planet's in a particular sign like attached to a particular uh, specific quadruplicity like for example i have moon in taurus yeah so taurus is a fixed sign Mm-hmm. So that means that the moon will, because it's in a fixed sign, that I will always have that p- problem throughout my life. But if it's in a cardinal sign, it means you might get that problem, but it will go away. So mm-hmm. the planet, depending on which modality is in, will also affect certain health uh, problems within your body. Mm. So I guess it's good to have planets not in fixed signs if that makes sense, because then you won't have a fixed problem. In a fixed, in a fixed sign. Because, yeah. you know, we both have the moons in Taurus, so what is that yeah. supposed to mean? Uh, well, the moon's about emotion, and obviously Taurus rules like the, um, like the mouth and throat area, so that could mean, like, maybe emotional eating, or bad throat, or... Um, it's something to do with that area, basically. Mm-hmm. So, like, so with me, I have. Sorry to cut you off, sister. Um, I have. Um, sometimes I've always got like, a dry throat, mm-hmm. and I checked my uh, birth chart, and I have Saturn opposing um, Taurus, and Saturn's a cold and dry planet. So, what you would mm-hmm. do, it means you would have to have plenty of liquids. And uh, like hot teas to get rid of that dryness. Wow, never seen it that way. But I do know that since I was little, I always had problems with my throat. Like always. Yeah. If there was flu or if there was something, I'll get like constant sore throat, or you know my tonsils gonna get infected, and that's why I had them even removed because. I'll yeah. get, like, every flu or anything happening in the throat, I'll get it. So this is really recalling now as I as yeah. I remember my childhood. Yeah. See, that's what I love about astrology. I have them same flashbacks. I think, mm-hmm. oh, now I know why I'm like this or why this was like that. Or do you get what I mean? So it, it kind of, like you said, it brings it back um, to you. But just just to touch up on one last thing as well, and then I'll pass it on to you because I know you do uh, yoga and practice yoga. Um, I was also looking about how um, there are different positions and poses in yoga for different star, uh, star signs, and um, I didn't know this, and it was I found that really interesting. Basically, yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, so like for Leo, the Leo, the 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 um the pose for Leo is called um I think it's in like Vedic. It's called uh, Majaraya 
Asna. And basically, I'll read you the notes of what it says. Okay. okay. Um, so, yeah, it's... Bear with me for a minute. Just... Okay, it says, The feline-inspired postures reflects the spirit of your animal totem, the lion, while also gently opening up your middle back, creating more space in the Leo-ruled heart. How to, how to do the posture. Place your hands and knees in a tabletop position. Your neck should be in a neutral position with your eyes gazing towards the floor. Exhale and round your back towards the ceiling. Release your head between your arms so the crown of your head points towards the floor. Hold for several sections. Inhale, move your spine back to the tabletop position, staying there for several seconds and repeat in a sequence of 10 times. So different signs have different postures which uh, balance their energy better. Wow, I should definitely try this one because yeah. I never, I've never sold yoga like this because I, as you know, I have this little book of yoga with all those, uh, you know, different posture like a bow pose or, you know, chair or, you know, the cat pose and like every different pose, but I've never sold them as, uh, you know, connection to the the signs. Yeah, so likewise as well. I was really shocked. I was like, oh, wow, that's really interesting. Because I've never, I've never seen that as well until I um, was doing uh, some research. This is again from that Venezuelan astrologer. He's called Manuel Rufino. He's actually really cool. He's brought up a lot of stuff that I haven't heard other astrologers bring up, and I found it really, really interesting. Wow! So I'd like to, I would like to know more about that. Yeah, I can send you the link. I'll send you the link. To have a read. So, is there anything you want to talk about more? Okay. Um, other other um things that I um came across was about how um the fourth and tenth house uh, are your genetic influences. I don't know if you was aware of this. No, I wasn't. Yeah, apparently, um, according to Manuel Rufino, the 4th and 10th house uh, are your mother's and father's genetic influences uh, in your body. The what? The 4th and the 10th? Yeah. Okay, you got me on this one, so... Yeah, but that that's basically, yeah, that's just... It, it's just something I came across. I haven't looked into it more deeply but these are just like odd notes that I've made um, separate from the main things that I was talking about mm -hmm. yeah I was just wondering if you're aware of that no I wasn't aware I wasn't aware of that but well I knew that the four house rules like home yeah. but I didn't know that it's connected is it connected to the mother um, it just said it I can't remember specifically, but I remember him saying fourth and tenth house are your genetic influences. Mm. It must be because the tenth house is all all about uh, all about um, you know career and growth. Yeah. It must be driven more probably more by the you know the male energy. Yep, yeah. yeah. and yep, yeah. and obviously the um, fourth house would be your mother. Mm -hmm. 
But yeah, I mean, also like other stuff I've looked into in terms of medical astrology. Um, I don't know if you've uh, seen the work of uh, Santos Bonacci. He does a thing called the Christ Within, and mm-hmm. he explains about how um, we produce a like cerebro uh, spinal fluid which drips from our pineal gland and it goes down towards our sacral area and when the when the moon is in your sun sign mm-hmm. every, every month it plants like a germ and obviously if you don't uh, squander that germ through like ejaculation and like you practice tantric sex and you eat healthy more healthier that seed kind of uh, goes back up towards your uh, pineal gland and uh, once it hits your pineal gland it it activates your pineal gland and this is where you like um have more spiritual experiences because what it does it, it kind of um it once it hits the pineal gland it magnifies and it uh, produces new blood cells and also it activates the dormant uh, cells within your body. So when the moon is in your sun sign, you need to be more. Mm... Yeah, you need to be more disciplined, and so you can basically because you raise this oil because the oil comes down, and mm-hmm. then you have to basically raise the oil back up to get um, to get the effects of it. Basically, so if we squander the oil all the time then this is why many people can't tap into spiritual or more uh, astral stuff because we practice sex and we eat meat and obviously so the body's not running properly and this basically all corresponds with um how the sun uh, how the sun works because basically it's like when the sun when when uh, the seed goes to your sacral chakra and plants the, the uh, seed, it's like it's at the Tropic of Capricorn. But when it comes back up, it's like it's at the Tropic of Cancer, basically. So it's like the cycle of the sun. And when it gets to your third eye, it stays there for three days and then explodes. And this is also symbology of the whole Jesus and the sun resurrecting. So... Mm-hmm. Also, you know, we say as above, so below. It's as without, so within as well. This is a very interesting science. I, I, um, I suggest people watch it. It's called The Christ Within by Santos Bonacci. Wow. So basically we need to be more aware when the moon is in our sun and be more yeah. set. Yeah. So we can read the orals and get into the higher planes. Yeah. And I was I was um um reading today was about the you know how all the you know the Fibonacci and all those uh, Yeah uh, Golden Ratio Fibonacci ratios and the diagrams of you know uh they're different vibrations. Yeah. Right? So the return of the soul this is jesse ray calling in from temp radio to say thank you for the favor i appreciate the love and support and i just want to let you know that you have mine as well so keep it up
Hey brother, sorry about that. He cut off. On no the... problem, sister. You were talking about the Fibonacci sequence before. Yeah, I was talking about Fibonacci, and then I was talking about the the music. So basically, uh, when we are tuned to two megahertz of like uh, you know the frequency, yeah, uh, it's all about our creativity. It will enhance all our insights. Will be really intuitive and creative. So I think that the mass media knew about that. So they wanted to do like a trap on people to like, you know, put us into like fear mode and then be creative. So what they did is they've changed the frequency yeah. to 440. Yeah, instead I've of that in one of my podcasts, actually, in one of my shows. Yeah, if you know more of this, you can give us more insight. Yeah, no, I, um, I know that specific... Um... Uh, point you just made but what i know that you said like it's it's kind of to put us out of sync with nature this is why this corresponds with why they had the new year at um capricorn as well because really the true spiritual new year is march the 21st but mm -hmm. what they do they start off um the year like three months prior so we're kind of out of sync with nature this also corresponds with, if you think about it, the day starts at 12 midnight, doesn't it? Like the new day. But yeah. how can the day start at night? Does that make sense? Really, the day should start at 6 p.m. At 6 a.m. when the sun rises. But they start it at 12 noon. Because, again, <laughs> it's all about pushing people out of sync with nature. So that's what, wow. yeah, so they, it's very, very clever. But obviously, once we find these things out, then we can kind of readjust ourselves to it. True. We can celebrate the new year in March 21st again, you know? Yep. <laughs> it's weird because like the Jewish, um, Judaism, they celebrate new year in like Libra on the 23rd of September. Different uh, traditions have different New Year's for different reasons. So do you think, do you know, this? when you just said this, that leads me to the thought, because, you know, every year it's the year of something. For example, if it was the year of Taurus, maybe the year was celebrated, like, I mean, past in, like, ancient times. Yeah. They've decided they will celebrate year in April because it's, you know, Taurus is in yeah. April. And Maybe, maybe that's that's the case of why they celebrated in Libra or in you know. Yeah. Now I think their New Year starts then because uh, I think um, you know, like in the Judaism, they talk about like the Sephiroth and all that because Saturn exalts in Libra. Yeah. And I think their um, their doctrine is very Saturnian based. I think that's the main reason. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like, so like it's the Chinese New Year at the moment. Do you get what? Yeah, I mean? yeah, it so, yeah. It's like it different, is. different, uh, different cultures concentrate on different energies and parts of the year. Mm -hmm. So you want to say that the Chinese New Year started uh, Aquarius? Yeah, but the Chinese New Year, I was reading about it. It it corresponds with like goes with the the lunar mansions 
it's not more it's not really to do with the sun it's more to do with the lunar mansions mm -hmm. because their zodiac's different from ours because they have like the animals don't they we have animals as well but like their one is like i don't know if you know your one but in uh you know i'm a monkey oh you're a monkey yeah it's weird i was talking to um Cosmic is a monkey as well, but um, yeah, I'm the year of the pig, uh, but it's every oh. 12 years, so mm -hmm. the next one, if I because uh, I was born in 83, so the year of the pig would come back again in 95, so it's every mm -hmm. 12 years. It's a bit of a different system, but I've looked into it, it briefly. Is. It is a different system, it's different cycles, they do have different cycles. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of... The animals that they, they, they have chosen, you know, gives a different kind of like spice to the character of a person rather than, you know, like a monkey is really adaptive, it steals, you know, it can be the clown of the of the, of the center of the attention, but it can also be the clown and yeah. you know, everybody's happy or whatever. But, but when you look at the lion, it kind of has the same characteristic, but not but not the same, because a lion is never going to want to pretend to be a monkey or be, like, <laughs> foolish. You know what I mean? Yeah. A lion is a lion. He wants confidence. He wants everybody to be scared of it. He wants to, you know, be honor honored and stuff like that. Wow, the monkey is a different character. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's like me. I'm a scorpion and a pig. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's two different things but I guess we probably do have all these energies within us and that's why they pick these animals do you get what I mean so yeah, we have all these things within us like subconsciously but it's just so this is what I always explain to people like some people think that oh why have they chosen a ram for Aries or why have they chosen but people think that it's actually nothing to do with what the stars look like. It's more sim the time of the year symbolizes the energy of that animal. So yeah. for instance, spring is like it's fiery because it's that it's like a burst of energy. So that's why it's uh the ram. Mm -hmm. Whereas like um uh Taurus, which is an earth sign. It's more earthy because it's a bit calmer than the initial burst. So each animal's ways correspond with the energy of the time of the year, basically. That's the way I see it, and I've learned. And also as well, just to uh, finish up quickly, the reason why the two animals at the beginning are horned is because that symbolises uh, like the Taurus field. Yeah. The horns opening symbolizes the Taurus field opening, so it, it symbolizes like beginning and like a new start, basically. Mm -hmm. Wow! So, yeah, so that's much it. knowledge we shared today with our audience. I hope they have learned something relevant yeah. to you, and we'll give them more insights at next weekend when we're gonna gather again and share some knowledge. Yeah. Yeah, well, we just want to say thanks again for having me on this platform. I really enjoy it. I enjoyed our last show we did as well. So, yeah, we'll see you guys soon. Brother, it's, it's mutual. I love this platform too, sharing some thoughts. 
thank you guys for listening to us and uh, being here and we'll talk more next week and peace peace bye-bye peace